0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Medic Philosopher. I'm Dimitrios Karponis and this is the very first episode of the podcast. Today, our topic of discussion is worrying. Now, like many other people, I worry a lot. While I'm not going to talk about the science behind the different personality types, I'm sure you know what I mean. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel slightly more stressed than you would have liked? What did you do on that occasion? Well, I, for one, have found myself in that situation more times than I care to admit. And no, being a doctor is not an excuse for living a stressful lifestyle. You may have heard of different techniques to manage with stress. There are plenty out there. And all of them begin from the same starting point, the realization that you are stressed. Everyone experiences stress differently, though. Whether your palms are sweating or you can feel your heartbeat, your body has plenty of signs to tell you that you're stressed. You just have to acknowledge it. Take a moment and tell yourself, okay, I know this feeling, it's the stress kicking in. As humans, we try to escape from stressful situations in any way possible, because we're wired to select the path of least resistance. That's evolution. Nobody likes stress, especially when it's overwhelming, but unfortunately, in the modern world of hectic routines and unpredictable work schedules, stress seems unavoidable, Right? Now, you may have seen a graphical representation of what stress does to productivity, and while it is true that, for some people, a little bit of stress can be a good thing, it is generally accepted that overwhelming stress is not only bad for you, but very detrimental for your productivity as well. Take, for example, a deadline to hand in an important essay. The closer you get to that deadline, your levels of stress will rise. You can take advantage of this by turning it into a few productive writing sessions, but if left until the last minute, the stress will compound. You are more likely to end up pulling an all-nighter, and all this to produce an essay of much, much lower quality. So, what has this got to do with philosophy? Well, if we go back in time to the early 3rd century BC, we find a school of philosophy that rejoices in the name of Stoicism. It derives its name from the stoa, which is the Greek word referring to a roofed colonnade, or a type of covered portico. This was the place where the great philosophers of the time shared their teachings. Now, before we talk about what stoicism has to do with worrying, let me clarify something. In modern times, being a stoical person often comes with a negative connotation. Things like someone who is disinterested, indifferent, just someone showing apathy the goal of Stoicism was to empower humans to minimize suffering by making decisions that are in harmony with nature. This state of being is known as apathia, not apathy, apathia, or apathia, if you prefer, which derives from the Greek a, meaning without, and pathos, or pathos, meaning passion, without passion. In other words, the Stoics were calm and composed. They were true masters of their feelings, if you like. A Stoic of the time would never eat a second meal after a filling dinner, just because it was his or her favourite food, for instance. Seneca, one of the big three Roman Stoics, the other two being Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, was a Roman statesman at the time, who supported that as humans we can only control two things, our thoughts and our actions. If we have negative thoughts, we're going to feel bad. Quite possibly act negatively too. Think driving to work. The car ahead of you misses the chance to cross a green traffic light. How many individuals would on that occasion make a derogatory assumption about the driver ahead? In fact, how many would go as far as to honk, or even start shouting to the guy in French? But the question to ask yourself is, what is that going to change? The point being, okay, you've missed this green light, sure, but you'll make the next one anyway. Why allow yourself to not only experience, but also express this negativity? It is this kind of thought that can really make the world a better place, little by little, case by case. Okay, going back to the state of being stressed. You've identified that you feel stressed, next, identify the stressor. Are you worried about others' opinion of you? Perhaps you handed in your work and worry about what the examiner has to say, or your teacher. Well. The Stoics would argue that you shouldn't worry about these things because none of them really fall under your control. You may have written the best report, but be unlucky because your boss is just having a bad day at work and doesn't appreciate it. What I'm saying here is not to blame everything negative coming your way to external factors, but focus on your actions. Try your best. Have no regrets and if you find out that your efforts aren't good enough, worry not. Change your thought process. Do not be offended by feedback. Look at it as an opportunity to improve. What would life be like if there was no room for improvement at all? I'm, I'm hesitant to label it as a utopia, because clearly there's no fun in being perfect all the time. It is from our imperfections that we realize and cherish our successes. Marcus Aurelius, the emperor of Rome himself, claims, and I quote, Very little is needed for a happy life and it is all within your way of thinking, quote. Okay, I think that is probably a lot to take in for our first episode, but before closing, I'd like to leave you with something. Zeno, one of the founding fathers of Stoicism, compared humans to dogs, tied in the back of a moving cart. Wherever the cart goes, the dogs will follow, no matter what. The cart in this case represents fate, and the dogs can either keep fighting it frantically or simply relax and enjoy the ride. What would you rather do? Thank you for taking the time to tune in, and I hope you found the show interesting and motivational. This is the Medic Philosopher. Until next time.